This sermon is brought to you by Buford Road Baptist Church. The speaker today is Pastor Tony Cahoot. Take your Bibles and turn with me this morning to Psalms chapter 33. Psalms 33, verse 12. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord and the people whom he hath chosen for his own inheritance. Several times already this morning, the beautiful song, God Bless America, has been mentioned. And that's one of my favorite songs. I can remember attending school, first grade and second grade, 1963, when we and my family, we attended public school, but back in those days, public school was not what it is today. I can remember as a little child attending that little community school, and when we walked into the schoolhouse on the very first day of school, I remember it like it happened 30 minutes ago. But when we walked into the little schoolhouse, on every desktop, there was a little Gideon New Testament Bible. On the blackboard beside where the teacher was going to give the lessons for the day was the Ten Commandments. And then beside the Ten Commandments was the Lord's Prayer. I'm thankful that I've grown up in church all my life. I don't have a, a brain wave that doesn't remember what it's like not being in church. I'm thankful my mom and dad raised me in church. There were times in teenage years I didn't want to go to church, but I was taught to the tune of a hickory stick. But I can remember, I did not learn the Lord's Prayer in Sunday school. I walked into that little schoolhouse. Back in those days, our teacher had a rule. And she said, when it's time to begin class, we're going to begin it this way. She said, everybody will stand at their seat. We will salute the flag. We will sing a patriotic song. And that's where I learned my country, tis of thee, America the beautiful, and God bless America. And we would stand as little first graders and second graders with our hands over our hearts, didn't understand it all, but sang it with patriotism. And then after we would sing those songs, I don't know if you remember your first grade teacher's name. Mine was Miss Lemke. I remember it like it just happened. And she said, now we will recite the Lord's Prayer. And we stood by the, those desks and we would sing those wonderful songs. We would make our pledge of allegiance to the flag. And in public school, we would bow our heads and pray the Lord's Prayer. 
Let me ask you this. Does anybody in here remember what I'm talking about? That's the way it was. And we would gather every morning to do that. And it would happen over and over and over again. When I got to the second grade, it was the same way. When I got to the third grade, I couldn't wait to get to school because I wanted to get my third brand new little Gideon New Testament. But when I walked into the classroom in the third grade, those little New Testaments were gone. I was waiting for the teacher to ask the class to stand. She didn't do it. The Lord's Prayer had been taken down. We did not even stand to salute the flag back in those days, third grade. We did not sing the patriotic songs. And I can remember that experience as if it were happening all over right now before me. Years gone by, and I'm thinking about it right now, and I want you to think with me for the next few moments, the history of America I believe, has been wrapped around the blessings of God. And I want you to think about it. No other country has been blessed on the face of this earth like America. None. And I believe that we can humbly say that God in years of yesterday had a peculiar love for this nation. But somehow, drastically, America has certainly changed from its beginning. I think all of us in here will agree to that. And just for a moment, I want to reflect on some of America's heritage. In spite of what the atheists believe, the agnostics of our world, what anybody may think in Washington, D.C., I will tell you this, that America was indeed founded as a Christian nation. And no one can dispute that with any level of intelligence. Some civilizations of the past were built on culture and it failed. Caesar built his empire, his civilization with power and it failed. But our forefathers built this nation upon the word and Jehovah God. And it has been on life support since those early days, but it's still breathing in freedom today. When the pilgrims landed on Plymouth Rock, they knelt on the shores and they thanked God for giving them this country. I want you to think about that just for a moment. The church of Jesus Christ was indeed the centerpiece for every new settlement that was being established. When the Continental Congress in the early days were faced with overwhelming odds and circumstances that they had no idea what to do, Benjamin Franklin called for the United States Congress to fall on their knees and pray. If we had a congressman that would do that today, they might be labeled as, as a traitor or it might be considered as treason. 
I don't know how many of you know this or not, but the picture of Moses was on the very first coin that was ever produced in America. We still thank God today, though as I said on life support, but thank God we still have today and God we trust on our currency. But don't hold your breath for that to last forever. There are movements today to even remove that. Our forefathers knew in the very beginning that building a nation would take more than people. It would take a firm foundation and it could not be built on anything other than Jesus Christ. I was reading the other day about a South American president who was talking to one of our United States congressmen and this South American president said this, South America was settled by men who were seeking gold. But North America was settled by men who were seeking God. I came across this. John Quincy Adams said, and I will quote these men, Our Constitution was made only for a religious and moral people. It is wholly inadequate for the government of any other. Benjamin Franklin in 1787 said this, and I quote him, I have lived, sir, a long time, and the longer I live, the more convincing proofs I see of this truth, that God governs in the affairs of man. And if a sparrow cannot fall to the ground without his notice, is it probable that an empire can rise without his aid? We have been assured, sir, in the sacred writings that except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that built it. I firmly believe this. He said that when he was calling on the framers of the Constitution to pray to God for guidance, 1787. James Madison said this, the belief in God, all-powerful and wise, is so essential to the moral order of the world and to the happiness of man. That arguments, which enforce it cannot be drawn from too many sources nor adapted with too much solitude to the different characters and capacities to be impressed with it. And then from our very first president, George Washington, he said this, when he was responding to a letter from the clergyman in the Philadelphia area, he, he said this sentence, listen to this, religion and morality are the essential pillars of civil society. So I want you to think about this just for a moment. This nation used to be governed by men who without apology stood upon faith, stood upon morality and decency for all mankind. I think now we are governed by people who make their decisions based upon polling data. And certain focus groups, universal trends, political correctness, and those who make apologies for old-fashioned patriotism. I think we used to be a nation full of churches who really truly believe 
This Bible that you're holding in your lap this morning, I believe that we used to be a nation that really truly believed that that Bible from cover to cover was the infallible, inspired, and errant Word of God. I believe that we had preachers in this nation. I'm not saying they don't exist anymore, but in years of yesterday, we had preachers in this nation who gave gospel invitations after the Word. They preached the book, the blood, the blessed hope. In many churches today, let me tell you, that, that doesn't happen everywhere. I thank God for this church. I thank God for Fellowship Baptist Church in liberal Kansas. I thank God for good churches that still preach the Word. But I want you to know, churches like that are not dominating America. Churches today have become nothing more than entertainment centers. I think we're, we're living in a day before us right now where liberalism has long ago replaced old-fashioned, spirit-filled preaching. I believe liberalism and political correctness has invaded our, our schools, our homes, our families, our churches. You know, I was thinking about this this week. Years ago, it really didn't matter what denomination you were whether you were Baptist or Presbyterian or Methodist or Pentecostal, because for the most part, for the most part, those people preached the gospel. I want you to think about that just for a moment. They, for the most part, preached salvation by grace through faith. And God has blessed America because of the firm convictions of our forefathers and because we did preach the Bible, the Word of God. I want you to think about some things this morning as we reflect on America's birthday. God has not only blessed America with the Word. He's not only blessed America with preachers who preach the Word. But He's blessed America. You think about it on another level. With every natural resource that basically is available to mankind. God has blessed us with it. He's blessed us with the commodities that man can use to develop anything. In every field, somewhere in America, you can find every crop. In the trees in North America, you can find just about every kind of fruit. In the mines that we have here in America, you can find just about any kind of mineral. God has truly blessed this nation, not only with those resources, but with natural beauty. You think about the scenery. Brother Joe and Sister Cindy just got back from a two-week trip to Montana, and they told me that uh, they found heaven on this earth. I believe it. I believe it. Some of you have been to places where you've seen the redwood forest. Some of you have stood at the Hoover Dam. You've stood at the Grand Canyon. You've stood at Niagara Falls. You've seen the beauty that God has blessed America with. God reached down with His hand and painted a picture and did it with great beauty and called it America and gave us men and women who were true to the faith. God has not only blessed America with the Word and preachers to preach the word and with natural resources, but God has blessed America with a free democracy. 
I want you to think about that just for a moment. There's no dictatorships here. And thank God, America has never seen one single concentration camp where we go because, we, because of our faith, who we are. God has given us not only and blessed America not only with the word, preachers that preach a word, natural resources and free democracy, but he's given us the freedom of speech. I can tell you this, that it's hated all over the world, and it's really being hated in America. But I'm so thankful today that I can walk in this church house and we can stand to our feet and we can have a responsive prayer. I can ask you to turn to a page of Scripture. You and I today can sit in this church house and open this Bible anywhere we want to. And right now, thank God Almighty, I can stand in this pulpit and I can preach the blood of Jesus Christ and that there is no other way to heaven but by Him. I can lift up Jesus. We can sing His praise. We can say glory to God. Hallelujah. And we've got the free speech right now to do it. Hallelujah. I would say this, church, don't get too comfortable, though. We live in a day, we live in a time, well, listen, people hate the cross on the steeple. They literally do. It wouldn't surprise me that some group somewhere petitions our legislators to say that passing by a building, passing by a church with a cross on it offends me. We are politically correcting ourselves into insanity. I heard recently that there was a movement of people that were trying to raise a ruckus about God being in heaven and Jesus at his right hand because it offended left-handed people. You stop and think about it. Is that ridiculous? People arguing the fact whether God was a man or a woman. You can read the Bible all day long, friend, and I tell you what, God is a man. He created the heavens and the earth. I thank God for the religious freedom and liberties that we have with our speech this morning. I can stand in this pulpit and still proclaim what can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. And I can tell you this, and I can tell those that are watching by internet today, it really doesn't matter. I mean, people, you can believe whatever you want to believe. That is the right and the freedom in America. But I will tell you this, that Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Listen, God has given us a country where everybody has a chance. I was reading the other day that Thomas Edison grew up in a poor house, but the whole world uses today over 1,150 inventions that came from his heart. Henry Ford was a poor mechanic, but he became the world's greatest industrialist. Abraham Lincoln was living in a log cabin, but became one of the greatest presidents of the United States. I'm telling you, God has richly blessed this nation. And lastly, let me say this. If America ever needed God, she needs Him more today than yesterday. 
America needs God and government. I encourage you to pray for our leaders. Pray for those who make policies. Pray for those that make decisions. And then I will tell you this, when it's time to vote, I don't have to tell you how to vote. Somebody asked me that question a long time ago. Pastor, how should I vote? And this is what I said. You take that Bible and you line up with the Word of God. That'll tell you how to vote. Whatever God's for, you be for. Whatever God is against, you be against. Pray that God will give us Christian leaders. And listen, they are there. God can raise up godly men and women to govern this nation. Thank God for that. And, and so I really believe that America needs godly men and women in office and we need to pray for those. We need, we need God in our business world. You think about that just for a moment where we get back to an honest day's work. America needs God more than she's ever needed Him in every single one of our homes today. You think about that. A place where God is taught, He's worshipped, the Bible is read, prayer is given Discipline is taught and practiced. And listen, the church without question is not just a time or an opportunity of convenience, but it's the Lord's day. That's when we go to church. America needs gods in our schools. That's one reason why we have Buford Road Christian Academy. Because I do believe that there is an alternative to public education that has nothing more than an agenda to shove down our throats the political correctness of this world. America needs God and her churches. Listen to this. Just because a building that has a steeple on it, friend, that doesn't mean that's a place where God shows up. There are many churches around town where God has wrote Ichabod on the front door. The glory has departed. Listen, I, I'm for programs and great things and all this stuff, but I will tell you this. A little bit of God's not enough for me. You know, there are some people that have the idea. You remember, I asked you just a little minute ago, how many of you remembered the old days when you got your little New Testament in the schoolhouse? Just about every one of our older folks raised their hand. Let me ask you this question. How many of you remember real cream? There, 20 people just looked at me and said, what? <laughs> what was the motto of Brill Cream? <laughs> Little dab will do you. It came in something that looked like a tube of toothpaste. And men back in those days would... But the thing was, you don't need all of it. Just a little dab will do you. <laughs> but what's sad about church today is that people have grown up now because they're too busy. Yeah. Yeah. 
We're too restricted. We're, we're, we're too preoccupied that we believe just a little dab will do you. But folks, I want you to know something. I need more than a little dab. I want to come into the house of God every time the doors open where the glory pours out. I want to feel the breath of God. I want to feel His presence. I want to shake hands with the Holy Ghost. Oh, may God help us to understand. Listen, whatever God was, He still is. He has no intentions of changing. And I will tell you what, the same Spirit that was outpoured on America when those, Plymouth, when those pilgrims knelt at Plymouth Rock. Listen, he is the same God today as he was yesterday. The only thing that's changed is people and their mentalities. The truth of the matter is this. Jesus still saves. And I don't know what position or condition you're in today. But he can take your black heart, wash it with his red blood, and make you whiter than snow. You listen to Pastor Tony Cahoot. For more information, visit our website at BufordRoadBaptistChurch.com.